I'm Greg Oliar. Four years ago, I stopped writing novels to report on the crimes of Donald Trump and his associates. In 2018, I wrote a best-selling book about it, Dirty Rubles. In 2019, I launched Prevail, a bi-weekly column about Trump and Putin, spies and mobsters, and so many traitors! Trump may be gone, but the damage he wrought will take years to fully understand. Join me and a revolving crew of contributors and guests as we try to make sense of it all. This is Prevail. The government is closed. Welcome to Mueller, She Wrote. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. You guys, I'm AG. I go by AG, as you know, if you're a listener, which you probably are. I mean, why would you come in on episode 12? <laughs> but if you haven't heard us before, I am a federal government employee. I'm pretty high up. I can't associate my name or my title with anything political, so I go by AG. That's because of the Hatch Act. And with me, as always, is Jaleesa Johnson. Hey. And I have Jordan Coburn with me. Hello. My favorite peoples. Uh, today, Jalise is going to be covering the McClatchy report that came out this week about Russian money flooding into the Trump campaign through the NRA. Yes. Interesting. And Jordan is going to talk about the double subpoena party on Bannon. Hey! <laughs> double subpoena? Yeah, subpoena. <laughs> double subpoena party in the house. Uh, I, I just said in the house, oh my god. I'm so old. It's my birthday today. And we're drinking, so hey. We are. We're having some wines. Uh, Happy I am, birthday. Uh, thank you. Happy birthday. Uh, uh, I have Werther's right up here. Yeah. To demonstrate my age. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry about the in the house reference. Uh, but it just, it happens. Um, but Jordan's going to be talking about uh, the double subpoena party. And I'll be going over the second round of the Fusion GPS transcripts. They, they testified three times. Wow. And this is the, we, we know Feinstein released um, the Senate uh, transcripts last right. week and then this week the house transcripts came out dude they're so much more interesting I, I haven't it, seen them it's kind of the same thing but it, it's like I don't know it's just like they gave him leeway because it, it seems like halfway through like the Republicans got up and left so it was just Democrats asking questions like uh, you know and, and they gave him these open ended questions like besides what you've already talked about what else did you find interesting in your in your looking into nice. the Trump thing so it kind of went like, on like a little tangent yeah he's like oh so many things and he just started talking about all this crazy stuff nice and it does it re- and, and Matt all this week said it reads like a spy novel and I thought the first scripts did but these ones do too it's pretty crazy it's a sequel scripts you can tell what industry I'm in <laughs> So it was Jordan, all just made up. <laughs> so Jordan's going to be going over that, I'm just kidding, uh, and I'll be going over the <laughs> GPS transcripts um, from the House Intelligence Committee. Um, and as I said, I think they're a little more interesting. But first, just the facts. All right, this week was an interesting week. Uh, they all are, but I mean, what 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 can we say? Like yeah. any one, any single one of these stories would dominate the news cycle. 
in oh, any yeah. in any previous presidency. But now we just get it every 20 minutes. So. Yeah. And Trump's hooker story is just sliding under the rugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The least interesting thing right now. Yeah. Stormy Daniels is like, whatever. Uh, well, let's <laughs> start with... <laughs> let's start with... <laughs> Let's start with Sunday, okay? And on Sunday, the Wall Street Journal published the transcript of an interview with Donald Trump last week in which Trump asserted, I probably have a great relationship with Kim Jong-un. And when they published that interview, Trump had a problem. And so he fired back on Twitter. He he didn't say, I probably have a great relationship. I said, I'd probably have a great relationship with Kim Jong-un. I might, I would, if he would talk to me, if he wasn't such a fat little short man. Uh, he didn't say that. But, oh, he, but he did. I'd be convinced. <laughs> but he did, I know, I have to like, I have to designate what's real and what's not. Because he has said these things. It's just like when you repeat it, it's like you forget that this is the world we live in. Yeah. Right, and so I feel when I, mistake. <laughs> when I quote Trump, I have to say, he actually didn't say that, even though it's completely plausible. <laughs> So he insisted, he said, I'd probably have a great relationship with Kim Jong-un. So amid this squabble back and forth between the Wall Street Journal, they're like, no, no, we've listened to it. You said I. Uh, And he um, was arguing. Well, amid the squabble, Sarah Huckabee Sanders tweeted out the audio of the interview, Hmm. unwittingly admitting that Trump tapes conversations in the White House. So it's out there? Like, can we all hear it? Yeah, it's out there. And she he says, it. I? He says, I. But he meant, I? They listened to it over and over again. And, I mean, if you, it, it, it was like when he said Big League or Big League. Oh, like, yeah. It could go either way. But really, honestly, if you listen to it, it's I. But mm-hmm. in any case, the important part of this story is that they just admitted that they tr- they tape White House conversations, Oval Office conversations, okay? So there are Trump tapes now. If you recall, Trump also sent out a tweet last year indicating he had tapes of the Comey conversations. That's right. Do you remember that? Yeah. And Comey, during his testimony, he said, Lordy, I hope there's tapes, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, is this Watergate? Like, are we going to have to subpoena the tapes? Is Mueller going to subpoena the tapes? Is he going to refuse to deliver them? Are we going to have to go to the Supreme Court? Because that's what happened in Watergate. That went up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court said, you have to give them the tapes. Right. And that's when the secretary accidentally deleted 18 seconds of, right. the, of the tape. And then they ended up finding that, so, too. So wow. is it illegal to tape employees of the White House? Or it would just be evidence for the probe that would be necessary to, like, confiscate? Like- no, I think in D.C. you're allowed to record people without their knowledge, mm-hmm. but, I mean, because this is political in nature... And they would want to know what's happening. Right. Yeah. So it's it's almost like, who's really the big dick? The guy who cheats on his wife or the lady who finds out about it from looking through his phone? Oh, <laughs> I like that analogy. Is, that, is, is the fact that this investigation going on, do you think, would be enough to try to subpoena to get... Any such tapes that yeah, I mean, Mueller might have already subpoenaed the tapes. We don't know, and I do apologize for referring to the couple as cisgendered heterosexuals. I understand that hey, we could be anything. It's all good. I, on behalf of LGBT people, thank you. You're, you're my check. You're my check and balance. I have, yes, I wear I many hats, and because uh, I, I, I surround myself with millennials. So that I, I can make sure I'm not saying the wrong shit. You yeah, know? I got the ginger check in case I'm There ginger. we go. Yeah. So if I say anything that has soul, you can correct me and yeah. say, I'm sorry, me. too much soul. <laughs> no soul. Too much soul for gingers. <laughs> uh, another thing that happened Sunday, Haiti held an emergency high court session resulting in an agreement to unseal and release documents relating to the Jean-Claude Baby Doc Duvalier indictments. What? <laughs> for money laundering through Trump Tower. Oh, snap. 
This is on the chin. Well, <laughs> if you call me, if you call my country a shithole and say we all have AIDS, oh yeah, yeah. I'll you, snitch. Do you think yeah. I'm gonna unseal those indictments? On the record, of, for uh, sure. I mean, yeah, I am Jean Claude Baby Doc Duvalier, mm-hmm. but I did launder money. Yeah, talk through, shit, get snitched through Trump. Yeah. yeah, again, <laughs> very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so too. Go Haiti. I'm I'm on Team Haiti. Yes, let's Hell make T-shirts. Yeah. And I always have been. Are you guys following <laughs> Conan wrong? in Haiti, by the way? Yeah. I have uh, No, what's, what's the deal? It's fucking adorable. Just watch Haiti it. Okay. Can you post a link to that? You, you can. Okay. Conan in Haiti. I'm going to find a video <laughs> that I don't know. He's, he's posting a bunch of really good short videos on Twitter, I think. I saw one that uh, he brings the Make America Great Again hat to one of the civilians in the street. And then yeah. he says... Here's the revamped one, and it says Haiti is already great, or something like that. Okay. Yeah, and then, and then a Haitian kid puts it on. I Trump like doesn't the, even know he's the president of Haiti. Yeah, I I'm totally kidding. Trevor Noah, he's, he's I, not. I want to say it was him. Maybe it was Seth, um, whoever the late night Seth, whatever. Oh, Myers? Yeah, Myers. I think one of them said, um, it's, it's weird because of the shithole comment was really uh, just offensive because, like, we all agree that there are like levels to like countries when it comes to first, second, and third. You know, as a classification. Yeah, there are some poor there countries are some, that are in bad shape. But why are they poor? Because they've been invaded. raped by white people. Absolutely. Oh. There, there's so many like rich nutrients there, and they've been you know what do you call it? And, and there's a word that we all raped. Should know. Raped is one. There's another. There's <laughs> village, a bigger village. Village. Yeah, and then like the bigger idea um, of of America and like what we do when we go over and we conquer and what's that word? Capitalize. Another one. Oh, oh, I know what you're it's trying to say. It's more specific because some white supremacists believe that that's their go- that America's like goal is to like do this. Like they don't care that they do this to countries. Strip so. mine, Jupiter Hollow. Yeah, it's corruption shit wow. right now. Yeah, I'm gonna figure out what this word is and say. I just made a big business reference with Lily Tomlin, uh, oh. so thank you. It went right over my head. I'm so sorry. Jupiter Same. Hollow, watch it. It's on Netflix. I gotta uh, that it might or might not be. Can we get a Netflix sponsorship? I don't know. Oh snap! Oh, just throwing it out there, Netflix. Yes. All right. So Monday, you ready? We've gotten through Sunday. <laughs> Monday, it was announced that the director of Kazakhstan who is not Borat, I find out, uh, will visit the White House this week, which is this past week. All right, so that was just Sunday, you guys. Going on to Monday. Let's move on to Monday. It was announced on Monday that the dictator of Kazakhstan, who is not Borat, I found out, uh, he's going to be visiting the White House. Well, he already did, but this was, you know, Monday. Mm -hmm. Right. He visited the White House last week. And uh, here, okay, here's the thing with Kazakhstan. We learned in the first round of Fusion GPS transcripts that that Diafi released, Mm -hmm. uh, Diafi said, that the dictator's son, the dictator is the guy who's visiting the White House, his son took over BTA Bank in Kazakhstan after it was looted for billions of dollars by the previous chairman, who then set up shell companies through Felix Sater and purchased Trump properties, all of which were quickly quickly resold for less money. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. According to Sin Fen, which is a, a financial institution here, as reported by BuzzFeed News this week, Overvalued purchases of real estate that are quickly resold for less money, it's, that's a red flag for money laundering. Right. Okay? So in that report, BuzzFeed decided that they would add up all the Trump real estate deals that w- would fall in these red flag categories for mm-hmm. money laundering. And they determined that about $1.5 billion of Trump real estate sales have these red flags for money laundering. Oh, my God. That accounts for 21% of all his real estate sales. Oh, my God. That so is nuts. crazy. So Dude. basically, here's what happens if you're not familiar with money laundering, if you weren't like a Breaking Bad fan. 
and you don't have a car wash. Um, so these dudes, these, these corrupt oligarch motherfuckers, they steal billions of dollars overseas. They set up shell companies in places like Cyprus and the BVI, which is the British Virgin Islands. Right. They buy shitty real estate in other countries, usually the United States, most often Trump real estate, and then they sell it off in short order, usually for a loss. Okay? Mm-hmm. And when that money comes back, squeaky clean money. Wow. Hard to follow the trail because they're purchased by shell companies. Okay. Anyway, so that, that, that Kazakhstan guy is going to be here. wonder what they're going to talk about. Yeah. On Tuesday, Bannon testified for 12 hours. But he refused to answer any questions about his time in the White House or during the transition. And during his testimony, he slapped with two subpoenas. And Jordan's going to go into more detail about that crazy story mm-hmm. in a little bit. So we'll get there soon. Another thing on Tuesday, Lewandowski lawyered up. Okay, so he hired some uh, lawyer. He's like a, this lawyer is like a mafia lawyer. He represented Ruth Madoff. Okay, Bernie Madoff. Oh, lawyer. yeah. So Lewandowski, in case you don't remember him, he's one of the Troika that ran the Trump campaign. I call him the Troika now because <laughs> <laughs> there's three of them. I like to just... You know, shove some yeah. Russian words in there. So the, there's a troika that ran, ran the Trump campaign. Bannon, Manafort, and Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's interesting. He lawyered up. He's also, he was also set to testify last week, which he did, and we'll get into that in a bit. Okay. The Daily Beast reported that Bannon will, quote-unquote, tell all to Mueller. Hmm. Okay? So that's interesting. And, and, and we're going to get we're going to yeah, talk right, about right. that a little bit more in detail. That came out of that whole Bannon testimony and the back and forth to the White House. It's really it's just I can't believe there are human beings on the planet who think that this is normal. <laughs> like, I mean, it sucks that like in the beginning we all said we wouldn't make this normal, but I got to say like the fact that this podcast is going strong. <laughs> Like, this is the new normal. I'll tell you what. And you know what? You bring up a good point. Because we are up over 1,200 likes on Facebook. And we doubled our Twitter followers this week. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. And we are still running a contest, okay? We're making progress. And the reason we're running this contest, if you didn't hear a couple episodes ago, I had posted, like, bombshell news on my Facebook feed, my personal Facebook feed, about how Priebus's notes were found Mm -hmm. or released. And they proved Comey's... Uh, assertion that um, Trump had asked for his loyalty and and I was like this is fucking evidence of collusion you guys oh my god bombshell bombshell right. like this is a something burger and <laughs> and what happened was I got like six likes and then I posted that I bought a PlayStation 4 and I got 185 likes <laughs> <laughs> that blows my mind it's America for you. I mean, I, I, I feel it. We're all just, like, trying to tune out politics. Well, most of us, at least. I've been there, you know? If well, now, so I'm a fast learner. Yeah. I like to think of myself as I pick stuff up pretty quick, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, mention PlayStation, get more likes. Yes. So in order to get PlayStation in every one of our posts, I said, what if I gave away a PlayStation? So when I get 10,000 likes on Facebook and 10,000 followers on Twitter, I am going to buy a PlayStation 4. Unless PlayStation 5 comes out between then, I'll buy you the latest PlayStation. Dude, the future is now. I know. It is, well, sort of. Well, soon. (laughs) Future is soon. (laughs) Next summer. (laughs) New new slogan. (laughs) Eventually. (laughs) Intro Dynamics, the future is soon. Um, I just made up that company. Uh, I dig it. It sounds very legit. Yeah. It's a shell company in Cyprus. I use it to buy Trump properties. Very nice. Nice. So, (laughs) presidential. So, with that comedian money. (laughs) 
that comedian money and my rape money, you know, right? Well, you know, I you get go. all that sweet money from Killing talking you. about me too. Hustling. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at Muller She Wrote. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends to do the same thing. You're yes. not going to lower your chances because math is math. It's going to be it's going to be one in twenty thousand or two in twenty thousand if you do both. Ooh. So and I'm not going to give it away until we reach twenty thousand. So the sooner we get to it, the sooner you decide you find out if you win. So anyway, so clarification: we we won ten thousand or ten thousand and ten thousand. Okay, ten thousand. Sticking to my guns on Twitter and ten thousand on. Facebook. Facebook. Sweet. On our Facebook page. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. So do it. Do yeah. it. Yeah. And I might even have like a little contest for people who, who subscribe to us on Podbean because oh. we need to get those numbers up too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to have to start asking you for money, which is super lame. We'll have to have a telethon. Well, I'll, I'll hire yodelers. You won't like it. <laughs> There's always Patreon. A lot of people say that um, Patreon's good for, for podcasts. I don't even know what that is, but okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm 44 today. No worries. All right. Uh, so... Bannon will tell all to Mueller. Yay. So that's Tuesday. Now we're going to go on to Wednesday's news. <laughs> it was reported Wednesday that Mueller subpoenaed Bannon back on January 9th to testify to the grand jury. So, again, Jordan's going to cover that. There's a lot of Bannon news this week, and yeah. it's all going to kind of be wrapped up real nice mm-hmm. by Jordan Coburn here. So, Also, Bannon cut a deal with Mueller. No grand jury testimony if he agrees to an interview, Ooh. which he did. Uh, Lewandowski testified Wednesday. He also refused to answer a lot of questions, but there was no subpoena for him. Interesting. And I found out Wednesday. Um, this is, I'm so excited. I found out what Mueller's nickname was when he first got to the Bureau. What is it? You ready? Have you heard this? No. <laughs> Bobby Triple Sticks. Oh, it's sexual. <laughs> is it? <laughs> totally not. Okay. It's the nerdiest nickname ever come up with by nerds. What does it mean? He's a third. Yeah. He's Robert Swan Muller right, right. third. Oh, Bobby Trickle Stick. Triple Tri- Stick. Triple not st- Trickle Stick. That sounds like gonorrhea. Yeah, that does. Uh, <laughs> I got the trip. Um, no, he's he's a third, so he's got triple sticks at the end of his name. I'll be his third. He's, he's hey He's a <laughs> hockey player, I guess. He was a hockey player. Ooh, I know. He's so sexy justice calendar. <laughs> and in fact, on the sexy justice calendar, he's going to be Robert Swan Muller, triple sticks the third. Oh, I love it. And they called him a Boy Scout. And if you know the Boy Scout uh, pledge, you have to hold up three fingers. So, nice. triple sticks. They're like, there's three meanings. Yes. And he has Eddie. three dicks. No, I don't know. I That's one call me for each of us. Mm. So, good old Bobby triple sticks. <laughs> Wait, no, this is Muller. That's Muller. Yeah, oh, Mueller. I'm sorry. I kept thinking Comey. Wow. This no, changes everything. No, he's tripod. That's very different. Okay, but they're both going on the calendar, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice. good old Comey tripod. <laughs> I'm just I'm just guessing. That's sexual. I don't really know. <laughs> Stormy Daniels told no. Um that's <laughs> The preferred prostitute. <laughs> what is her <laughs> real name? Does anyone know? Four out of five prost- uh, politicians <laughs> prefer Stormy Daniels. Yeah, it's like Jessica. <laughs> oh something yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Jessica real, Daniels. She's got a real name. Yeah, I like it. Um uh, Wednesday was also the day I postulated. This was fun. I I had thought to myself. It, maybe it's not like you heard about and, and Jordan you're going to talk about this in the Bannon testimony when he's testifying he's on the phone apparently his lawyer's on the phone to the White House and the White House is telling him not to say anything and I you know what why don't I get to this when we get to your piece because I don't yeah. want, oh yeah I don't want to reveal too much but yeah, remind me to tell in. you about 
the the one tweet that I put out that doubled our followers because oh. it's a it, this is the second time something I've tweeted out was picked up by NBC and Run. Now I didn't nice. tweet this at Matta like I did the last time or at Joy Reid or at Chris Hayes, but I I did start the tweet with this might sound ridiculous, but because I'm you can tell what my political leanings are, but I'm <laughs> but I'm pretty practical. Yeah, if something sounds ridiculous. I, I preface it as such. Like, this sounds really dumb, but stick with me. So, <laughs> remind me to tell you that. Mueller said Wednesday that he has no objection to Bannon hiring Burke as a lawyer. Do you guys remember we talked about Bannon lawyering yeah. up? Mm-hmm. And he got the same lawyer as Priebus. Right. And uh, McGann. And they have to clear that with Mueller since he's going to interview with Mueller because he was going to testify in front of the grand jury and he's going to interview with Mueller. Now, during a grand jury testimony, you don't have your lawyer with you, but during an interview, you do. Mm-hmm. And they have the prosecution has to be okay with that. And, and Mueller okayed it, which means that he doesn't see a conflict of interest, which Good. means Priebus, Bannon, and McGann are, are all telling the same, the same story. Mm-hmm. I love it. And hopefully it's the right one. <laughs> good point. It has to be. I'm kind of feeling previous these days. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot about him recently. He's a good guy, apparently, compared to his peers. Oh, Jesus. Poor dude. Lobar. Yeah. Yeah, Lobar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're better than a pile of shit. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, Thursday, <laughs> the, House, the House Intel Committee on Thursday voted to release their Fusion GPS Glenn Simpson transcripts. Finally. Okay, so that's... That's the second round mm-hmm. of interviews. Uh, we got Diane Feinstein's from the Senate last week. Hope Hicks' testimony in the HIC is indefinitely postponed. Huh. What? Yeah, she was supposed to testify right after Bannon, yeah. and they called it off. Hmm. I'm so Mueller called it off. Well, I'm going to talk to you about okay. that. That's okay. what I think. <laughs> the, well, the Senate called it off. Got it, got it. Also on Thursday, McClatchy, are we still on Thursday? Yeah. McClatchy released a report stating the FBI is now investigating whether Russian money was funneled through the NRA Mm -hmm. to the Trump campaign. And that's what Jaleese is going to talk to us about in a little bit. The least surprising news, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, the sky is blue, for sure. (laughs) Well, we'll learn more. The really interesting thing is, is that Putin... Is, is against guns. He's an anti-gun guy. This is so funny. Now that you mentioned that, I had no idea. This makes this so much more fun for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now on Friday, Handelsblatt, that's a, a, a German newspaper, mm-hmm. reported that Deutsche Bank indicated questionable transactions involving Kushner to German securities regulators, and they forwarded those janky transactions to Mueller's team. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. So now, Handelsblatt is the same German newspaper I referenced in episode six. Right. Everything is a re- reference to episode six. If That's you a haven't one. Mm-hmm. listened to episode six, I, I implore you to do so because there's so much stuff that came out in that episode. And, and, and hindsight is, is 2020 as always. And I'm like, holy majoli, so many oh, yeah. things happened in episode six. Uh, and I reported that the initial subpoenas issued to Deutsche Bank um, by Mueller. Mm-hmm. Remember when we first said, oh, Mueller. Subpoena Deutsche Bank for all Trump's family's financial records. Yeah. That was Handelsblatt that reported that. And also, Raw Story reported that Omarosa may have secretly taped conversations she had with Trump about sensitive Ooh, topics. she's dangerous. She's she's a reality. Yeah. She, she knows how to play the reality show game. I'm she's sure so hot. Tempted. She's gorgeous. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know. <clears throat> Only one-third of Mula she wrote is gay. <laughs> <laughs> I can push I'm kind of gay. Well, they're right I'm in the middle. That. There we go. Yeah, it's I like was, a spectrum. Maybe 1.25. Oh, I, I was like college it. gay. I'll say 1.25. College gay. I oh, love yeah. it. It was. Everyone was. <laughs> um, 
Let's see, Nunes compiled a top-secret memo, and the Republican Party tries to start a hashtag, release the memo. Oh, jeez. Um, first of all, I'm sorry, Nunes, but your fat fucking face is recused. <laughs> so why are you even... I mean, pardon my French, sort of, but I'm so, I'm so angry about him. He's butting his ass... His little, he's trying to interject his micro penis into Russia stuff, and you just it. you recuse yourself. Just stop it. And in this memo, okay, it's apparently about the FBI abusing their power to issue FISA warrants. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. And the reason he thinks it's abusive is because they use the dossier to get the <laughs> fire the, to get the FISA warrants. Right. And and which is completely normal because all you have to do is show reasonable doubt. Uh, uh, not preponderance of evidence, but beyond reasonable doubt, that there's something here, and and it doesn't. The dossier works that way, and it wasn't the only evidence used. And, and right. he's trying to show that these FISA warrants were illegally gotten, or uh, out of bad faith. Is um, there any um, any chance that they have any leverage in this? Is it one of those like? reaching arguments or no and litigate it litigate it it'll go up to the supreme court and the supreme court will be like you're full of shit and that'll just again like i keep saying about all these lawsuits that people are filing you're just gonna bolster the legitimacy of the Mueller investigation maybe it's a stalling tactic i was gonna say i really do think they think it's a filibustering of sorts through lawsuits they're desperate that makes sense They're, they're acting like a cornered Raccoon, which I had in my yard one day, but he was very—he oh. was very friendly. Yeah, a raccoon showed up to my party once, like in the window. It was dope. Is that a euphemism or a real raccoon? No, a okay. real raccoon in the tree. <laughs> Raccoons like your coke dealer. Raccoons <laughs> to my party. For sure, my yeah. Coke raccoon. <laughs> Cocoon. So, uh, hashtag yes. release the memo. Hashtag go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> if they if they find that they're bringing forth this lawsuit for essentially no reason, whatever gets dismissed or not dismissed, but ruled as. What, what am I looking for? Illegitimate, not guilty, just nothing. Right. Like it doesn't go nothing forward. It, nothing gets ruled on at all. Just, okay, go home. This is nothing. Can you actually... They can't actually use the findings from those lawsuits they're filing, though, against them, can they? Of or, course. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. If can you cannot? If, yeah, they can. If, oh. you, if you file a lawsuit and you're found... Like, you ever heard in, in, in court when people are like, oh, okay, so you're here for a traffic violation... Do you have any previous traffic violations? Oh. Or how many times have you tried to sue? It can make it can it can discredit a witness. Like if On a witness sides, is right? if a witness is coming forward and suing their landlord for not returning their security deposit, you could be like, "How many lawsuits have you filed yeah. uh, against landlord?" Oh, 783. It's like you're like, like you do this for a living. <laughs> that would be like stricken from the record if anyone. Well, no, professionals. It, it'll just yeah. I mean, yeah. it'll just be noted like you're yeah. insane. <laughs> just like uh, Manafort trying to sue the you know. Right. Yeah, I knew a guy like that. He literally sued someone like every week, and he made money off quite a bit of them. But most of them were just like, you know. and now he's the president. I was gonna hey, say, yeah, it was I should call him. Rising national scheme. It might be Donald Trump. Trump. I might have known Donald Trump back in the day. All right, and then Vanity Fair. <laughs> this is good. This came out Friday. Vanity Fair is reporting that Mueller is now investigating Trump about when he gave the Russians the Israeli intel in the Oval Office. <laughs> yeah. That could actually be treasonous. Uh, oh, so snap. that I don't. I, I and the okay. So the fact that Mueller's investigating that is the fact that could be treasonous, is my opinion. Oh, okay. uh, but we won't know what it is until it is what it is. Right. And but the fact that he's investigating it. Because uh, I forgot about that too. I, yeah. I'm glad it's actually being brought up again. It was a big deal. Right? I was very 
taken aback by that. I mean, among the other nine million things, that it was this, one of his first he's done. like decisions as president. Like it happened in the first few weeks. But right? he wouldn't let he wouldn't let any American journalists in. Only he Russian let journalists. That's he so met with crazy. two Russians, and he—that's the meeting where he said, "I fired Comey. Russia's not a problem anymore. He, he was a nut a, job." Yeah, yeah. And, let off the pressure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and this is when he told them about the Israeli uh, deep yeah. ops, and, mm-hmm. and and they were pissed about that. Exactly. That's really bad. Against. I'm glad he's here. investigating. I'm glad we're not letting it go. All right, so I shared earlier that the House Intel Committee transcripts for Fusion GPS and Glenn Simpson were released. Glenn, I always say Glenn Simpson. Glenn Simpson. <laughs> Glenn Simpson. Uh, they were released, and they're super interesting. So I'm just going to go over the parts that I thought were neat. Uh, on page 7, Mr. Gowdy, he's a Republican, he asks Glenn Simpson, All right, I'm going to be asking you questions. Even though there's been public reporting, I don't want anybody in the media to take any offense. But sometimes they're right and sometimes they're not right. So, Mr. Simpson says, I can agree with that. Mr. Gowdy says, so, in this instance, can we all celebrate the fact that they were correct, that you were hired by the Washington Free Beacon? (laughs) So, yes. So, basically, Gowdy, a Republican, says, the media was right. It was the it was the beacon. It was a free beacon that hired you first. It wasn't a Democrat. Can we celebrate that? The media got it right. I was like, oh yes, who, thank you. Who's Republican. the free beacon? Because I've heard about the Democrats and it's a conservative. Thing oh okay, just saying the journalism. Republicans also gave money in the beginning. Got it. Well, they were the first people who hired before the Democrats. Or something. Oh yeah. The, oh okay. The Democrats didn't hire. Hillary uh, didn't come on until later. So well, Hillary didn't even do it. It was a law firm. Oh, okay. Uh, on behalf of uh, of the DNC. Yeah, yeah. And but that was all later. That was after Trump got the nomination wow. for the whole first. I didn't know it was just conservatives in the beginning. That's it's interesting. Just conservatives. Damn. Is this uh, this is what we were talking about? It was either last week or the week before about the Hillary campaign, essentially, or the DNC just taking over the investigation, essentially, from the point that the Republican-led effort stopped mm-hmm. when yeah. they cooled out because he actually became the uh, nominee, and they were like, "Oh, he's our guy now." So yeah. We once on. he beat once he beat them, they they took out, you know, they took so out flaky. the flaky. Yeah, they they did. They, it was just it went from Republican to Democrat. Paid but for, they're so a family. That's fine. My family's um, like that actually. <laughs> 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 All right. So on page thirteen, Mister Gowdy asks, "Who was the second client?" And Mister Simpson says, "I think the records indicate that it's Perkins Cole. That's hmm. who. Uh, that was the law firm." Got it. We got to make a chart of every person involved in this because I hear names every day that I'm like, "Who?" People. People have been saying that. that they they have really asked for that. Yeah, yeah. They want like Can a. We? Uh, man, I'll, who I was going to do it? Intern, we'll that's, do what, it. that's what we, we got. Well, she really yeah, as of today, cool. as of today, we're hiring an intern to set up our website and yes. put together things. Um, let me know. And by hiring, I mean you're not going to get paid. Yeah, you'll get two <laughs> entries into the PS4 entry. <laughs> yes, yeah. two entries into the PlayStation Four slash Five. Uh, all right, so. Uh, on page 13, Mr. Gowdy, who was the second client, Mr. Simpson? I think the reg- records indicate it was Perkins Cole, and I can confirm that. It's interesting how they answer the questions. The records say this, I can confirm, Ooh. because he's not then straight answering the question. <laughs> Gowdy says, and who is Perkins Cole? Mr. Simpson says, it's a law firm. I think they're headquartered in Seattle. So that's that's how that goes. Right. Okay. No, no, no. So it wasn't Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton didn't walk into Fusion GPS and say, and say like, hey, I'll give you some money. Right, she was busy. She just funneled them out. through someone else. 
stupid yeah, busy basically. woman. <laughs> All right, on page seventy-seven. All right, so so he asked him, uh, when did when do you think uh, Chris Steele went to the FBI? With, okay, with the with his findings, and he says. Uh, I think it was early July, and by approximately early July, it was the first or the second. And he goes, no, wait, I had given my assent to him doing it as a professional obligation or citizenship obligation, and that's when he did it. It was on the 4th of July. And I just think it's absolutely adorable that a, a Brit did his patriotic duty by going to the FBI on the 4th of July. That is actually the best part of that story. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little ironic. I love, I love it. it. Okay, and so on page 86, when a Republican starts asking questions, they immediately just go to Prevazon. And Mr. Simpson, good afternoon. Thank you for being here. I'm a member of the majority staff. Switching gears, could you briefly describe for us Fusion's engagement with the Baker Hostetler Law Firm in connection with Prevazon litigations in the South District of New York? Mm -hmm. That's all they ever want to know about. All about the Russian. Because that's their biggest... Sorry, that's their biggest pull is that they always want to connect the Democrats to the Russians because the Republicans are so deep in it. They're like, well, if... We're in it, then you're in it too, but it's not the same, not even close. So I just wanted to note that every single Republican question, until they left like halfway through it, is about Prevazon mm-hmm. and Browder and how you screwed them over. And then you said they leave, right? <clears throat> they did leave. They, they, there was just staffers asking questions on behalf of the majority after oh, that. I see. So that was interesting. On page 140, uh, Mr. Simpson says, not really. I mean, oh, okay, this is going to be uh, sort of difficult. Um, but Mr. Simpson answers the question with, and I'll tell you what the question is in a second. But he mm-hmm. says, "Not really. I mean, Rybolovlev. That's Rybolovlev. Rib, Rib, Rybrobotasin. We're gonna call him Robotasin. <laughs> um, Robocop. We're gonna call him Robocop." <laughs> Uh, Robocop was also, you know, a figure at the Bank of Cyprus, and some Paul Manafort shell company accounts would go uh, wound up, I think, at that Bank of Cyprus. So there's definitely some overlap. But I couldn't tell you whether. I don't have an opinion on whether it's significant. Now, remember that in Trump Tower, in the Trump Tower meeting, Manafort noted, remember when it, we had Manafort's notes and it said value in Cyprus as an intermediary? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also of note that a lot of Browder shell companies are in Cyprus. And uh, uh, Robocop, <laughs> <laughs> Robocop is the guy who bought Trump's property in Florida for $95 million. Damn. That Trump only paid $41 million for. Yeah, that was in the news, too. And turned around <laughs> and sold it again. And he was the dude who made mysterious trips in his private jet from the Hamptons with Ivanka, Jared, Cohen, and Trump. They flew to Nice, and then they flew to Dubrovnik. And it's suspected that Trump met with Russians on RoboCop's yacht in Dubrovnik. Oh, shit. And then they all flew to Budapest. This is August 2015. Oh, my God. Okay, this is the first... Before it all even... Intro with everything. So RoboCop is the one who bought Trump's property. Mm -hmm. He's laundering money, clearly. And that, again, that's conjecture. Okay. Uh, Through through Trump's property in Florida. He bought this rundown piece of shit property in Florida. And Trump was like, no, I'm just such a good businessman. I sold it to him for twice what I paid for it. Um... (laughs) But he's the guy who flew the four of them to, to Nice in France and then to Dubrovnik. And apparently Trump, uh, uh, Robocop's boats were nearby, his yachts were nearby. And there's, there's uh, Simpson thinks, the guy from Fusion GPS, thinks that they were meeting on these boats with them. That's so smart of them, but also not because we caught them. No, and, and, and then after uh, Dubrovnik, they flew to Budapest. In, in that's right afterwards and and this can all be corroborated by just looking at Ivanka and Jared's 
uh, Instagram. Oh, no. <laughs> they were there at the, the time. The glam of the gram. And Manafort and Stone worked with the Prime Minister of Hungary. That's where Budapest is. And his name is Orban. And they worked with him as early as 2005, 2006. And he is a known Putin puppet. Uh, Cohen was there with him, and he's uh, he's the he. By the way, he's the attorney who paid off Stormy Daniels. Oh snap! Did he pay off the Russian prostitutes too? I that's guess. what people are wondering. Yeah, that's the question. So that's a very. I mean, I know that that's a long way to get to one thing, but hey, but that's what we're here for. This guy Robocop is seems to have a lot to do with the the first introductions, laundering money through Trump a long time ago. Anyway, it's it's very interesting. It's very salacious. You sh- I really recommend that you read these transcripts. Yeah, the Senate. You said this is their version. <laughs> yeah, this is the no. This is the House Intelligence. The House. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fusion GPS transcripts. Then on page 142, uh, uh, Ms. Spire, she's a representative Democrat, she says, okay, what is the interest of Russia with the National Rifle Association? Hmm. Mr. Simpson says, I think that most of what we have found is pretty much out there now. You know, it's been said by others, but you know, what eventually, well, it appears that Russians, you know, infiltrated the NRA. And there's more than one explanation for why, but I would say, broadly speaking, it appears that the Russian operation was designed to infiltrate conservative organizations, Mm -hmm. and they targeted various conservative organizations, religious and otherwise, and they seem to have made a very concerted effort to get in with the NRA. So it can be credited with so many election wins. I know. So speaking of the NRA, take a listen to episode six, where we cover the beginning of the NRA's involvement in the Russian conspiracy. And now, as promised, I'm going to hand it over to Jaleesa, and she's going to give us some details about the McClatchy report. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, you said it. The NRA and Trump uh, now have this Russia connection, and uh, the main guy involved, his name is Alexander Torshin. So Torshin is a top Russian banker with ties to the Kremlin. Specifically, he's the deputy governor of Russia's central bank. So the FBI is investigating whether or not he funneled money uh, to the NRA to help Trump win. And by the way, just right off the top, it is illegal <laughs> to use foreign money to influence federal elections. So that's what the whole deal is. And as we know during yes, the campaign... Yes, it's called an in-ti- in-kind con- uh, campaign contribution from a foreign entity. Yes. Even if even if it's not going directly to a candidate, it's going to an organization that's then funding Exactly, a yep. And well, that- except for good old Citizens United. Hey, can always count on that. <laughs> it's crazy because uh, we know Trump was a big like supporter of the Second Amendment during the campaign, um, and we don't really know the extent of the evidence that Mueller has against uh, Torshin with this whole thing, but uh, this is what we do know. So during the 2016 presidential election, the NRA spent $55 million on uh, campaign funds. So basically 30 million of that went to Trump, and that's three times as much as was spent on Romney in 2012. So that was interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, just, you know, I wonder what made them so excited about Trump. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a funny guy, but $30 million. I don't know. But that was cool. Yeah, but, where'd uh, you get all that money, bro? Yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird. And most of the money was spent uh, by a section of the NRA that does not have to disclose their donors. So another red flag there. Two people with close connections to the NRA said that uh, the actual spending on the 2016 elections from the NRA was likely $70 million at least. So it could have exceeded that. And the reason there might be a difference for the report, like $70 million and $55 million, is because independent groups like the NRA don't have to report how much money they spend on like internet ads or 
field campaigns, you know, like get out the vote campaigns. So there's a lot of money there that they don't really know where it went, could have went to some legit stuff. But the reason why this is a red flag overall is because it involves torsion. And torsion's history, uh, he, he's already got a criminal history with money laundering. So in Spain, he's been implicated by their government uh, because he was apparently connected with the Spanish mobsters yep. while he was a senator, which is insane. And in their report, Spanish prosecutors found a ton of secret financial dealings between him and this guy named Alexander Romanov. And Romanov got caught. So basically, he ended up pleading guilty to money laundering in 2016. And he's been sentenced to up to four years in prison. But torsion got away. Yep. So that's the weird thing. And he actually almost got caught. So a newspaper in Madrid uh, reported last year that the Spanish police almost caught up and arrested torsion in 2013. Oh, they missed him like by a minute. Because a Russian prosecutor tipped him off. Mm, weird. Yeah. So that makes the big turn in all of this. And, and the evidence they had against Torshin was 33 audio tapes of phone conversations between him and Romanov that linked them to the Russian money laundering. And they actually described him in the phone conversation as the godfather in a major Russian mob called Taganaskia. Mm. Sounds so, he, right. I mean, like, it's not even a matter of, like, I wonder if he's in with the Russians. They already have that documented. Yeah, and here, the here's the big government. picture thing for uh, for Trump supporters who listen to us. And I know there's, like, seven <laughs> um, or four. I don't know. Maybe the, there. there might be many, many silent uh, Trump supporters who listen to us. But here's the thing. You might uh, believe, uh, which is fine, which we don't have any proof of and we can't prove, that... Uh, any Russian interference into this election did not affect the election. Mm-hmm. What you cannot deny now is that with the proof of this money coming through the NRA to a candidate in an election is a foreign state interfering in our elections. Uh, right. You you may or may not believe it had any effect. You might or might not care if it went to Trump. But the connection is there. But the fact that we have proof that money came in to the United States to a campaign from Russia should at least give you pause. Definitely. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it affected the elections. We lost because of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't make that determination. It's just a dot. It's just a dot and a big scatter plot of events. And I think it's a big one. I think this one is probably most interesting just because now we know that Sorry. Now we know that they were funneling money into organizations in places that we probably wouldn't have even thought to look. But these other countries are sharing what they have. Like you mentioned with Haiti before and Spain, it has these documents on, mm-hmm. on. It's just like everyone's getting involved because they all see that this is a big deal. It's not just America. And other things came up in the fusion transcripts, too. If you read about the Jewish diaspora and the Orthodox Jewish Church or Russian Orthodox Church, that's how they're bringing money into the United States through religious organizations. There's also a lot of money coming in through Russian embassies as payments to to pensioners. It's crazy. Um, and, And the fact that we've got foreign money from an adversary flowing into our country to affect elections should be a problem for you, Mm -hmm. no matter what side you're on. Absolutely. So I have I have stepped out on the ledge and said, look, if in all this investigation stuff they find Loretta Lynch or Hillary Clinton or the Clinton Foundation guilty of some sort of a quid pro quo back (laughs) back and forth, great, bring it on. We want to know. I want to know the truth. 
you need to at least acknowledge that there is Russian influence in our elections and mm -hmm. that we really should be doing something about it. It's a matter of national security. Absolutely. Also, this is such a like a continued danger of nonprofits that are masquerading as yes. something that's clearly just continuously being used as a front. Yes, for money laundering. Churches, so obviously. NRA. Yes. The list goes on. Because no one wants to look, you know, on at, both the, sides at the Lord's too. house. <laughs> For sure on both sides. Oh, both sides. Yes. But yeah. I want to know all of it. Like, Hillary seems to me very qualified, but that doesn't mean she's decent. Like, I'd like to know if... I'd like to know for sure if Hillary was involved. It's just so far the connection has been most closely tied with Trump. So with that being said, in recent years, uh, Torshin's become more involved with the NRA. In 2015, he hosted two dinners for top NRA members where they met with high-level Russian government and business figures. So he's doing a lot for the NRA. He even helped organize a Moscow gun rights group called the Right to Bear Arms. So he's a big player with the NRA. Like he's he's in it. The Right to Ride Bears. <laughs> Oh, I mean, with Russia, with I mean, with, yeah, Putin's like riding those like grizzly bears, riding those bears. shirtless. I mean, it's kind of cool. I, I'm not going to lie. It looks really cool doing it. But last year after Trump was endorsed by the NRA, which some people say was, oh yeah, which some people say was earlier than usual, uh, Torshin attended an NRA gala where he spoke with Donald Trump Jr. So when Don Jr. was interviewed by the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, last December, his lawyer spoke for him and told... Uh, the, the committee basically that it was all gun related talk so mm -hmm. he says there was nothing funny about it just the NRA but the thing is now we're wondering is that another code word like oh, yeah. adoptions oddly exactly. enough guns yeah. mean sanctions yep so with no, all this is just a way, this is honestly just a way for them to get money into the definitely. campaign without having definitely. to name the source exactly so with all that being said uh, both Mueller's team and the Senate Intelligence Committee are both looking into uh, torsion to see who he's had contact with on the Trump campaign and administration and so forth, and here we are. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, I I'm not surprised that the NRA has been uh, infiltrated and used. You guys are all you just you're suckers. And they're very active. They're very small active groups. So I don't know if their members are aware of how the people at the top are using. Russian money because maybe they wouldn't care they're they just would. masquerading as this guise of just a pro-gun group but it is so yeah. much more than that they're, I believe it yeah that, well and, the, and and to be fair the poor members of the NRA who are just hunters and mm -hmm. want to have their rifles uh, are probably just happily going along not knowing any of this so yeah I, 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 not Seems every, that way not everyone's complicit in this not everybody knows I mean the NRA is, is a, I mean Initially, uh, on the surface, what it stands for, I mean, it's a fine organization, mm -hmm. you know, but what it's being used for, and, and the Russians aren't stupid. So, right. I mean, it's just... And it's you said Putin's ridiculous. not pro-gun. Oh, he's anti-gun. He's an So this is obviously just... It's well, beyond he himself might not be anti-gun, but for Russia, he doesn't want guns. Right. So it's, it's beyond the NRA. Door. It's yeah. just an open door for them to put money into... Right, and I, I want NRA members to know this. Those that are, you know, regular people that aren't aware, like, I, I would much rather them be aware of this, even yeah. if they, you know, don't know and, where they stand. And there's a monopoly of nonprofits that are have, that are just the hubs of these, you know, lobbying interests. Oh, yeah. There's no, like, name another, name like, gun group, gun advocacy group, they're in Congress, really. Oh, so influential. Yeah, no, they, they, they own Congress. So, anyway, thank you so much, Chalisa. Of course. That was, that was interesting. And now I want to roll it on over to Jordan, because we're going to talk about the ban and subpoena shit show that happened this week. <laughs> yes. So, um, AG did a couple points that, you know, serve as good focal points for this segment. Uh, I'll just start from the top, though. So, 
Steve Bannon. Gotta love Steve Bannon. Uh, his late appearances now in, in the Fire and Fury book have been particularly entertaining to watch. Uh, but some news came out about him this week and how he was subpoenaed two times. Once by the Mueller team, once by the House panel of uh, the Russian investigation. So we got... Essentially why this is such a big deal, he's the first... As far as Mueller's subpoena goes, he's the first person in Trump's inner circle to be subpoenaed to go before a grand jury. And this, I mean, now you mentioned it at the top, he took the, the deal essentially with Mueller to instead of going in front of a grand jury where he doesn't get certain protections to not do that and then instead go into a more intimate setting with the investigators and he can have his attorney there and it can just be, you know, a much more enjoyable experience. <laughs> right, because the grand jury... Um in a grand jury, you're not you. You don't have your lawyer with you. You there is no judge. You don't have your accuser there. It's just you and the and the grand jury, which is anywhere from sixteen to twenty three people, and they get to ask you questions, which are usually vetted by the prosecutor, of course. But you have to tell the truth in a grand jury uh, situation, unless you're invoking the fifth. So if if your testimony uh, endangers yourself or, or or somehow makes you guilty. You don't have to. You can invoke the fifth, but if you're if you're going to be tattling on somebody else, you have to in a grand jury. So yeah, continue. And and the fact that he was called to testify in front of a grand jury too is a huge tip off that he is not the target of the investigation, which everybody knew. But no one gets called before a grand jury like that in this scenario if they're the target of the investigation itself, which means. He would have to answer those questions about other people, so the fifth would not help him there at all. And you said that, I didn't see it was reported yet, that he accepted that deal from the Mueller team. That he did? Uh, yeah, uh, basically he, he, he's not going to testify in front of the grand jury. He's just going to do an interview with Mueller. As, as you said, his lawyer can be there right. uh, for that. But his lawyer is the same lawyer as Priebus and McGann's, and yeah. they've already been, I think, conjecture, cooperating with yeah, the Mueller yeah. team. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the Mueller side of it. Then there's the House panel side of it, where on Tuesday he was answering questions, or rather not answering questions, and he was refusing to answer any questions that related to his time in the White House, his time in the transition team, his conversations with Trump. Especially, like, <laughs> All the good just stuff. Just essentially everything everybody wanted to know. He's, yeah. saying, he's saying that he wasn't going to answer those questions. So they subpoenaed him right on the floor, saying he needed to come back on Thursday and answer those questions. Okay. And then... His attorney, Burke, is saying, which honestly, just legally, is a reasonable thing for his attorney to say. Just, I can't depose my client over 48 hours to come yeah. back and then legally, you know, confidently counsel him. Yeah, he's a good lawyer. To. I'll give him that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's be, they're saying that he needs, you know, while he the reason he wasn't answering questions is because the White House was telling him to not. Because of the executive. Which, right, because oh, yeah. claiming executive privilege, which like we were talking about earlier, you can't, you, executive privilege usually pertains to what a president is trying to withhold from saying him or herself, yeah. not, not saying, oh, Either, it's executive privilege by proxy. <laughs> Either that or it's, a, it's, a, it's executive privilege not only is for the president, but it's also for a narrow scope. It's not for the entire time you were uh, in the White House or during the, in the transition Something team. Something specific. And executive privilege doesn't extend to when you were on the transition team because... You weren't president. You weren't president. There's only one president at a time. Nice. Um, I hate to tell you that, Trump. I know that probably makes you really sad. 
uh, but there's only one at a time. Yeah. (laughs) And so I wanted, this is where I wanted to jump in. And, and basically what happened, uh, I started my, my, my little tiny brain started thinking, I remembered back to when Manafort uh, testified in front of the Senate Intel Committee or Senate Judiciary, one of the two. It was unannounced. It was last year. Uh, Nobody had any notice, including Mueller. And he went and testified. And then that night is when Mueller executed the, and the FBI executed the no-knock raid on his house and confiscated all of his documents and computers. And the reason is, and and again, I'm speculating, is that once he testified in, in, in Congress, all of that information that he testified to could get back to the White House. And the White House could prepare or have more intel on what he's going to tell Mueller's team and then have, you know, have evidence destroyed. Uh, it could right. compromise the investigation. So what I was thinking to myself, and I thought I was like tinfoil hatting it for a minute, <laughs> was like, what if it's not the White House that's gagging Bannon? And I hate to say the words gagging and Bannon in the same sentence, but <laughs> it's just put, it just brings up really horrible Fifty Shades of Gross. And, uh, but what if it's Mueller? And it did turn out that Mueller, and I had brought this up earlier, Mueller had, had subpoenaed Bannon on January 9th. Oh, so way back when. And that gives him a chance to have FBI agents go to his house and just speak to him for a minute because they have to serve him this subpoena. Right. And I think that Mueller's subpoena, I'm thinking to myself, I bet it was Mueller's subpoena that prevented him from testifying to Congress before he spoke to Mueller. That would be interesting. And oddly enough, not only was he was he saying I can't answer questions, but he was told when his Thursday when they rescheduled him for Thursday that was canceled, and Hope Hicks' testimony was canceled. Mueller hasn't spoken uh, subpoenaed Hope Hicks yet. As if he doesn't need her, or what? Do you well, think? there was all sorts of talk a couple months ago that Hope Hicks was going to Mueller was going to talk to Hope Hicks. Mueller's going to talk to Hope Hicks. Right. I don't know that he has yet. I think he was waiting. I'm not sure, but my feeling, my gut, is that this is at Mueller's behest. He doesn't want these super uh, important witnesses to, he doesn't want their testimony to get back to the White House or Trump. Why else would Republicans on the House Committee, who are the most corrupt MRFers in the world, so true. why would they have a subpoena at the ready? Why would they want Bannon to talk? To just know what he's going to say ahead of time? Yes. Yeah. You, you, I always have to question the motives when a Republican is like, so oh, eager. all of a sudden they're just bipartisan and they want to get to the You're bottom right. of it's the not, truth. It's not their history. It's not their character. No. They, it, they're they working on behalf of the White House for some reason or Nunes or whatever. Because they're all compromised, I'm sure. They are. They're compromised from disinformatia. But... <laughs> Well, we, you know, I'm like, this can't be the way. So I tweeted that out and I prefaced the tweet with, this might sound ridiculous, but. <laughs> because I feel like it's some sort of weird. But is it though? It like, totally. Like the government's hiding aliens conspiracy theory. Because like, it's so crazy. How, like, would, how would he have done that though while there were reports coming out? That, you know, well, if he's on the, well, him. two things. If, if. McGahn, you have to remember, McGahn is the White House attorney, and he also has the same attorney. So what you have to realize is that 
McGann, who was the White House attorney, has the same attorney that Bannon and Priebus have. All right, so you, you, I mean, you're talking, you know, you're talking about when he's on the phone with the White House or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing: McGann is the White House attorney. McGann has the same attorney that Bannon and Priebus have. Right. So Burke, who is the attorney that they all have, could be on the phone to the White House, his client, McGann, who say, don't say anything because we talked to Mueller a minute ago. But I really honestly think that, that the person behind the gag order on Hope Hicks and Bannon is Mueller. That would be amazing. That's what I think. And I tweeted that out, and that got picked up by NBC, too. If you're right, I'm going to get you a PS5. I have, I <laughs> have a four. Awesome. I'm good. I'm just going to upgrade you. So anything else you want to wrap up with, Jordan? Uh, let's see here. Um, really just I think this is um, the fact that Mueller, you know, we've been talking so long. We've had this podcast now. It's episode twelve, and yeah, and now they're starting to get tangibly close to his inner circle, going after Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon being subpoenaed by two different parties. That's it's crazy. Just, yeah, it's just a sort of a dream come true. <laughs> I think it's gonna be really. Yeah, I think stuff is just starting to heat up in a way that it. Has not before, although the honestly, all of this shit is fucking crazy. This it's is all, all crazy. fucking crazy. <laughs> not even one and part the, of it is, like, not crazy. Yes, and the fact that so much is happening over such a long period of time sort of desensitizes people, but the Steve Bannon stuff, huge deal. So much of it is such a huge deal. The NRA yeah. stuff, huge deal, all of it. We're only three months in since the first indictments, and I'm... Yeah, he's only been on this since July, so... Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And we got until May at least. All right, well, guess what, guys? I'd like to revamp my picks for the Indictment Fantasy League. All right. So we learned this week that Bannon was subpoenaed by Mueller. And I also learned that if you're subpoenaed to testify uh, to the grand jury, you are likely not a target. Right? That's what you just said, Jordan. Okay. So now... Uh, I have five categories now for the Indictment Fantasy League. Ready? These are my new five categories. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm changing the whole game Let's here. Let's hear it. We've got plea deals, indictments, amended indictments, innocent witnesses, and the mole. Oh, okay. so I love that. So. Patent pinning. The patent pinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here are my picks based on who has and hasn't been subpoenaed by Mr. Mueller. Uh, good old Bobby Triple Sticks, <laughs> and who I think are targets. All right, so in my plea deals category, and I'll I'll, I'll send this to you so that Perfect. you can keep. Thank you. you. We, we need just like five columns we and do. our names and who we pick. Yes. So for uh, 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 plea deals, this is like Flynn and Papa Doc. Yeah. Okay. Carter Page. Ooh. Steve Bannon. Oh. Clovis. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're, you're so cute. You're like my little lesbian. I'm um, What's his name? Ed McMahon. I love you. <laughs> um, Roger Stone. Although he's a toggle for me between plea deal and indictment. Yeah. Okay. Now, amended indictments. This is somebody, people who have already been indicted, but I think extra charges are going to come. Obviously, Manafort and Gates. Right. Regular indictments. Here's who's going to be indicted. And, and this is in no particular order. Okay. Because right now there's three unsealed indictments. They still haven't opened it That's up. That's right. I got Donald Trump Jr., Kushner, Sessions, Pence, Trump, Sater, Cohen, Ross, Ivanka, Torshin. Uh, Torshin's the NRA great. dude. Epstein. And then like a grip of Russia. That's his whole family. Where's Barron in this? <laughs> Fuck that kid. <laughs> Barron's indicted. <laughs> <laughs> indicted for this. Um, so you don't think Epstein's the mole? I don't think Epstein's oh. the mole. 
So, I, and I think probably, and if I've got to name the three sealed indictments, mm-hmm. I'm going with, uh, I'm going to go with Kushner, Sater, and Cohen. Okay. Okay? Because mm-hmm. that's one man guy and two shadow guys. So right. That's what I'm going with. Now, the mole, oh wait, innocent witnesses, Hope Hicks and Kurt Schilling. I can see that. The bodyguard and the, yeah. and the lady. Yeah. Uh, and the mole, you guys ever watch ABC's The Mall? My friend, I have my good not. friend Craig Slyke was actually The Mall one year. Oh, who's that? Uh, Priebus. I think Priebus is The Mall. That would be so crazy, dude. That would be like the core of the movie, right there. I know. There. He's the he is. You know what? The movie could be. It'd called, be from his perspective. Could be called Priebus The Mall. Wow. Very cute. Like Ratatouille. So <laughs> what I'm gonna need you guys to do is I'm gonna need you guys to. Uh, I'll send you these categories, these yes. five categories. Gonna I'm gonna chart. need you to make, write down your uh, people who you think are gonna end up in the categories yes. and your next three. You got it. Okay, and that's yeah. gonna be indictment fantasy. Later. And that'll be for next week? Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're gonna go over that next week. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of good questions this week, you guys. We've had a lot of good ones. Uh, first one, why did Mueller subpoena Bannon instead of just interview him like everybody else? Hmm. And as you said, there's so many different reasons he could have. I think it's personally because he was trying to gag him from talking to the Congress. Yeah, now so, that you said that, it makes more sense. So that's why I think other other opinions are that he subpoenaed Bannon um, to send a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people think it was because... Uh, he wanted to just interrupt like he didn't know and he wanted to interrupt. Is that like Mueller though? No, because he he subpoenaed him on January 9th. Uh, Another uh, uh, theory is that he wanted just to to subpoena somebody you have to send FBI agents to their house. He wanted to send the FBI agents out to get a feel. Yeah. Okay. I think if you Um, subpoena him to be in front of a to go in front of a grand jury then he had the opportunity to give him that deal. The deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's like a it's like a I'll sell you this for eight million dollars. Okay. How about seven? Mm. Um, So then you dollars not million right um uh yancey faith on twitter asked us why are Priebus mcgann and bannon sharing a lawyer and the easy answer is that they all worked closely together during the time when sally yates warned the white house back in january yeah 2017 when she warned the white house mcgann that flynn had committed crimes right and then mcgann went and did some research on what the uh, logan act was and mm-hmm. and if, if lying to the fbi is a crime or whatever uh yes and uh, and so they all worked together on this. Priebus had notes about it. McGann is the one who looked into it. Right. And when McGann told the White House, yeah, and then the White House came out and said, no, McGann said it was fine. That pissed McGann off. Wasn't there also a pact between them and um, Rex Tillerson where they, they were all kind of in it together about, like, um, if things go south for one of them, they'll stick up for the other? They've kind of always been, like, in the same clique, it seems. I didn't know there was a survivor alliance. Yeah, I've heard about that when... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, really I'll look it up. We can bring that up again. But Please, I'm not, yeah, yeah, write yeah. that down. That, that'll be your assignment. That'll be your thing next week. Nice. That's, that's put you on the case. Sweet. But they, they, the, the only thing that would stop you from having the same lawyer is if you have different stories. So they all apparently have the same story. And McGann's story, as we know, is that McGann told the White House that Flynn was compromised, mm-hmm. which just upholds the obstruction of justice. Right. And then... Uh, Ruby Bird, the Ruby Birds on Twitter asked, if Trump resigns or is removed, does he get ex-presidential benefits like Secret Service, his salary, and health care? Hmm. Well, the answer is yes and no. If you're just impeached by the House and not removed by the Senate, still you president. still get all your benefits. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened to Clinton. Right. If you're removed by the Senate 
after you're impeached, you get nothing. Oh. But if you resign first, you get it all. So he needs that cash out. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really talked about the idea of him resigning. Yeah, he's got to be thinking about it. He hates that place and that job. Well, resigning preserves all your benefits. You he's, get Secret Service for right. life. He's probably just holding out for the right moment. Yeah, so that was a really great question. So I just wanted to get those questions out of there. Oh, yeah. And then this week in Sabotage. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> the sabotage is that the government is closed. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. that's a hell of a sabotage. You threw me off with that one. Yeah, this one affects the listeners. Oh, uh, yeah. It's home. Okay, so here's the thing, though, and, and, and I hate to put this in the sabotage category, because we've been asked a few times how it affects the Mueller investigation. And I'm so sorry, Trump and Kushner and Ivanka and all you fuck faces. Try <laughs> as you might. You cannot shake Bobby Triple Sticks. Yeah. Somebody tweeted us that, that Trump apparently does run the country like his businesses. Oh. <laughs> because it's shut down. <laughs> yes, yeah, they're all bankrupt. <laughs> and I said, dude, if Trump ran the country like he runs his businesses, then Russia could pay for the wall via laundered Kazakh money <laughs> through Cypress Shell companies. I'm sure that's right? the plan. That has to be. <laughs> what, what? So... That's He's like, wait, I can do that? So he tried so hard to sabotage the Mueller investigation by shutting down the government, but you don't get to. He's considered essential, and that investigation is going to continue to oh, haunt yeah. your 239-pound ass for the rest <laughs> of your life. I love it. You guys, I have had such a good time uh, this week. Thank yeah. you so much for tuning in. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. I'm AG, and please, please, PlayStation. PlayStation. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> we love you guys so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Muller She Wrote. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Muller She Wrote. Also, be sure to rate and follow us on Podbean. And as always, let us know if you have any questions and we'll answer them on the show. See you guys next Monday. They might be giants have been on the road for too long. Too long. And they might be giants aren't even sorry. Not even sorry. And audiences like the shows too much. Too much. And now they might be giants are playing their breakthrough album Flood. All of it. And they still have time for other songs. They're fooling around. Who can stop They Might Be Giants and their liberal rock agenda? Who? No one. This happens to pay for with somebody else's money. M S W Media.